0: Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we are Flying with Firefly on the Sunnydale Stacks. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, Flying with Firefly, Where every other week we immerse ourselves in a lawless verse populated by refugees from Earth That Was and navigate two episodes of Firefly. This week we're exploring Serenity the film.
1: It's the mysterious past of a fishing boat captain. It comes back to haunt him when his ex wife tracks him down with a desperate plea for help, ensnaring his life in a new reality that may not be all that it seems. Oh, wait, did I watch the wrong one? No. no. Uh oh. This is going to be, that'd be a
0: fun devil feature.
1: <laughs> Both Serenities. <laughs> so, any comments I make about Matthew McConaughey, that's why.
0: <laughs> it's just generic. We just like to talk about Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Serenity. <laughs> so, to say that Browncoats were upset about the cancellation of Firefly is quite an understatement. 13 episodes and only 11 of them aired. Ooh. The fans wanted more. They needed more. So Browncoats banded together on a campaign to resurrect the show. Sadly, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it well, it, it didn't work exactly how yep. they wanted. Fox didn't bring back Firefly, but they did hear the fans cries. The network responded with a special DVD release of the show including those unaired episodes. Mm-hmm. The DVD quickly sold more than 200,000 copies. In fact, it sold out in less than 24 hours after the pre-order announcement. That's just a pre-order. It was this response, and the profits, let's be honest, Mm -hmm. that piqued Universal Studios' interest. Whedon had already been trying to sell it as a film, but the support was the evidence they needed that the film would be well-received. And it was. Mm -hmm. By the fans. Yeah while Serenity was by no means a blockbuster, fans flocked to screenings, sold them out, and introduced another legion of moviegoers to the franchise, drafting an all new batch of brown coats. So Mike, did you see this when it first came out?
1: Um, no, I think I think this was part of what kind of like led me to be like, Oh, I'll check out this uh this series that I that I didn't watch at the time.
0: Wait, so you like you watched a couple episodes of Firefly
1: when it then first watched came out,
0: Serenity and then backdrop, tra- backdrop, tra- no, 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 I,
1: just the, the knowledge that this movie existed and that like the oh. show came back as a movie. I was like, oh, okay. okay, well, this is interesting. Maybe I should give that another shot. And then like whenever that like sci-fi channel marathon came on or whatever, that was when I rewatched and more fully watched it. Um So I did watch this after seeing the show. Not necessarily every episode. I think I might have somehow missed Heart of Gold before seeing this. Okay. Um, Because that's the one I think I mentioned on that episode how I I, I just don't remember seeing it in the original run, and I remember it being like a a fun surprise at some point seeing. It's
0: like me with the episode Trash. (laughs) It's an all-new episode of Flutterfly. Who knew? I'm fascinated by the idea of um, this film as a standalone movie, because... I did not see this until long after the series and the movie had, you know, come and gone. Uh so it, it definitely was tinted by the, you know, the legend of Firefly wow. and the fans bringing it back and the, you know this film that the fans wanted so bad. Mm-hmm. But as watching it this time I'm really interested by the idea of just the film as a film itself and not as you know, and a sequel to the series.
1: Yeah, it is kind of how I, I, I tried to watch as much as I could through that lens because that's a really hard thing to pull off. So I think it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to go over where I feel like it it it's good at that and where it's not as good at that.
0: Yeah, uh, very similar. I feel like to the Veronica Mars movie, which came out. Mm couple years ago um that chris and i both backed on kickstarter i don't know what go go fund me, go fund go me one go. of those, those crowdfunding
1: movie uh, money please have some
0: one of those things um and Dot org we, yeah <laughs> i feel like it was a similar theme obviously where the the fans really screamed to bring it back and mm-hmm. you know i have opinions on whether or not it stands by itself mm. let's take off with the sunnydale stacks and voyage into serenity <laughs>
1: Okay, so it's the pilot episode. No. Wait, wait, oh, I got
0: it wrong again! Film. So ready to, what year did this come out? 05. Uh, 05. thank you. I thought so, and I was mm-hmm. like, that's too late. But no, I'm just <laughs> old. It's, it's 2018. That was a while ago. So we have an opening narration all about Earth That Was. Kind of the same information Mm -hmm. as the opening um, little snippet before the show. A little, little more
1: detail. I like that it's also from the the alliance point of view, which makes it like a fun little like hit the other side. Like, oh, okay, that's fun.
0: And also, if it's really well with the operative and his Mm -hmm. kind of point of view of the idea of like, you know, no villain thinks they're a villain. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, we're doing good here. Look at all the nice things we brought. To the universe, uh, which is a nice segue into this Alliance teacher who's teaching River's class and all about the wonderful things that the Alliance brings to she us. She just looks
1: like a soulless eyeglass model.
0: Drink the Kool-Aid.
1: <laughs> Get, come join us in our weird outdoor school with iPads and everything's made out of a light oak.
0: <laughs> so we see young River uh, with Summer Glau's voice. I
1: eat this bad choice bad yeah choice. it was it, it felt really weird and like i guess it's not as weird if you think of it as because this is kind of her vision maybe it's already starting to get wonky of like her remembering her own voice
0: i i've there are times when this is done in films where to me it's seamless mm-hmm. this isn't one of
1: them well and especially since like at the time she's just like a very young girl which like all young all kids before puberty kind of sound the same you're,
0: well your your voice would be different now yeah. like it you know this isn't i'm always thinking of um a league of their own mm. with gina davis's voice yeah. on the old lady and mm. that works for me
1: i think it's a lot easier when it's like two adults or at least near adults but like yeah. aging down an adult's voice to like pretend to be a kid Unless you're like a voice actor who knows how to do that specifically, sure. And I don't know, like I think they pitched it up a little bit in post, maybe, but not not enough that it didn't just feel like, oh, why why is Adult River speaking over this child's voice? (laughs) Did she have a daughter? Is this like far in the future?
0: Psychic brain weird stuff. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, smash cut to a needle straight into her brain. Nope, whole (laughs) lot of nope there. Uh, and the, her doctor is explaining the procedure mm-hmm. to Simon. This doctor, is, we're going to find out, has a history of oversharing with strangers. Is going to get him in a whole lot of trouble. He says that she is not just psychic, but also a weapon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So this is an interesting retcon thing that they're doing,
1: yeah. where
0: Simon had none of this information yeah. going into the... T- so this is all before the TV show. Mm-hmm. He had none of this information going into the TV show, but now we're supposed to believe that he had that information the whole time, which I'm fine with.
1: It's the kind of thing where it, because I think this will come up a lot. This has to serve a lot of masters, the film. Mm. I think this makes a lot more sense for the story that the film is telling, Mm -hmm. but there's no way to really make it make sense with the show without it being like a big thing of, Oh, Simon, you kept this information from us. And you lied to us and had this elaborate deception. I
0: have no problem with that. I have no problem with the idea that he kept it from the Serenity crew. It feels like, though, we should have seen in the private moments between Simon Mm -hmm. and River some hint. Like, so this is all stuff that was supposed to come out in Firefly Season 2. Like, Mm -hmm. this was the plot of Firefly Season 2. And if that was going to happen, I feel like it still would have felt weird that, like, there was no seeding her super warrior spy mm-hmm.
1: soldier skills. See that the, it, it coming out gradually doesn't bother me as much. Um, it, well, it kind of bothers me in the movie that she's like instantly doing like I'm, I'm hiding up on the ceiling stuff because it feels more natural. Like the progression would be, she's been going through this experimentation when she's taken out of it and not in like the controlled environment of, you know, uh, the people with the pokes and prods that, uh, her being able to use those abilities, kind of uh, comes and fits and starts doesn't, Mm. doesn't seem wrong to me. Again, ceiling cling makes that make a little less sense. Uh, She
0: almost does this in objects of space where she kind of does the splits over Mm -hmm. the railings in the loading bay.
1: Yeah. But like that, that feels like more of an evolution that I could see happening. Whereas this kind of prevents it as she always could do that, but just wasn't, Mm. which it feels weird.
0: Yeah. She just hadn't been triggered yet. Yeah. Uh, so they they escape. Simon has this cool brain bomb mm-hmm. that he does where yeah. they duck down and it like it's-,
1: it's it's the pow button from Super Mario games
0: sure yes yeah, except the way that this has like a th- it assumes everyone's at a very similar height mm-hmm. i'd be safe i'm yeah. very short
1: like ha ha i got you this time simon
0: <laughs> being short is my superpower
1: and then you just like step on your neck it's like oh god i should have just been
0: taller <laughs> yeah you're too tall also this wouldn't work you know Shaq. it is
1: fine yeah, you and Shaq are just gonna beat up Simon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the best buddy comedy
1: <laughs> This is Kristen and Shaq on the Sunnydale Stacks.
0: Yeah, you've been replaced. <laughs> oh.
1: I mean, it's with Shaq, so I can't really... <laughs> Same thing happened on the movie Steel.
0: So this cuts to security footage,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and we meet the operative. Yep. He has no rank. He has no name. He's, he has a sword. <laughs> he does have a sword. He really likes that thing. He uses it a lot. This actor is...
1: I believe... The closest I'm going to get, and I apologize in advance, Chawaddle Elijah Four.
0: You said that fast on purpose. Chiwetel Elishafor.
1: Elijah Elishafor, I think is, yeah. I think that's how you say it.
0: Okay, we apologize, sir, if you're listening and we have butchered your name. So he's uh, an operative sent by the Alliance. This, according to Shepard's we'll, book, we'll find out later. Well, and
1: specifically the Parliament, which they seem to be making like a specific thing within the Alliance that's more specific. that They don't really reference in the show that I can remember.
0: Yeah. Yes. This is definitely I feel like the first time we've heard of the parliament. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like it's the difference between saying like the United States sent you versus the CIA sent you.
1: See, I, I read it more as like, like it it was like the, the upper echelons to the point where it's like the white house or Congress.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it's, you know, the Alliance is like, yeah everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean it's it's a little mm. super it's
1: the su- government and super, super broad. Is like yeah. The the actual seat of power.
0: Yes. They sent him in to find River different from the bounty hunter Jubal Early mm-hmm. in Objects in Space because that dude just wanted money and enjoyed yeah. the kill. This guy like religiously believes mm-hmm. in the alliance which is really interesting and especially in counterpoint to mal like mal really believed in independence the operative isn't working for money he's Mm -hmm. not a masochist like sadist masochist i get the next up
1: he's he's neither
0: he's neither it i mean he really believes that the alliance is doing good Mm -hmm. um and it's interesting to pit those two against each other it also means that like it's hard to view him as like a bad guy Mm -hmm. because he doesn't know the bad stuff at the Alliance. He only sees the good Mm -hmm. and follows that blindly, which I guess is bad. You should not follow. blindly.
1: But he's willing to like straight up murder kids. Sure. A whole bunch.
0: Absolutely. Spoiler Um, alert
1: for later in the film. He's straight up murders a bunch of kids.
0: But I think it makes it for a really interesting quote unquote villain Mm -hmm. that he's like, Again, in his mind, he's the good guy and yeah. he's helping the good guys, ex- you know, against these smuggler criminal mm-hmm. fugitives.
1: Yeah, it is a weird character to have because he like there is a big difference, but it is like a, a somewhat similar type, even though the motivations and style are very different to Jubal, which was the last villain in the last episode. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like one sole guy who's like incredibly skilled after the river. Uh, who's like in a very odd monocolored suit with his favorite weapon and likes to monologue about what he believes? Mm-hmm. They're very similar in a lot of ways, um, which has always kind of rankled me a little bit.
0: Same, yeah. yeah. It's almost as a if you're watching casually or you haven't watched it in a little years, mm-hmm. I almost get a little confused if there if one was supposed to be the same. Like yeah, if Jubal was supposed to have returned in season two,
1: yeah, I feel like you if you had just watched the show it originally aired or like I guess when the DVD came out, so you could actually watch this episode, then I could definitely see you like missing. Because It's not like such a different character. It is different when you watch them back to back, but sure. yeah, it's it's it, it is an odd choice. Maybe it would have made more sense in like a season two where this was kind of like a recurring villain that had time to be established on his own, and there were mm-hmm. other things in between. Mm-hmm. But it it, it always rang, rang as a little bit of an odd choice. Not that it's not a good character or not well acted.
0: Yeah, but um, if they had seated him the way they did, if they had seated him instead of Hands of Blue Men. Yeah. Because this is weird that like this is our ultimate mm-hmm. Firefly tale, and Hands of Blue Men are still not in it.
1: I mean, I'm glad they didn't try to quickly explain them, because I, I don't know what the movie version of the hands of blue men would have been that would have been cool
0: I'm, I'm saying right now i prefer the operative yeah yeah he's you know in this specific room not only to you know mm-hmm. watch this footage of river uh escaping but because her caretaker here was so excited to show off mm-hmm. uh his find here in river that he had key members of parliament in the same room with a psychic
1: I feel like if that's your whole job is, like, working with, like, a making a psychic, you just, like, maybe before you start the project, think, like, okay, what are some things we definitely can't do?
0: Maybe develop a special helmet to wear for people in the same a room need as a helmet. her. Yeah, that. Yeah. So the problem is not that they really, that the guy lost her. I mean, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. The big problem is, like, what does she know? Yeah. And she knows a lot. I really do like the thing about, like, your sin is pride. Mm-hmm. I just, I just really like, I mean, like... It's a little cheesy, but like, yeah, that is the reason you're in so Mm -hmm. much goddamn trouble now. And why you're not just getting a scolding, you're going to die is because you were too fucking proud.
1: Mm -hmm. I kind of I wish there was one more like really good example of him doing this. uh, Is it only the two? Basically, like you can kind of like what does he say to Mr. Universe? He says, does he say what his sin is? I don't think so. I don't think so. It definitely doesn't make a big show of it.
0: Yeah. We like, need know th- a third.
1: Yeah. They're going for like the, the su- like I'm going to surprise kill you and they don't want Mr. Universe to stand up. But I feel like that would have been the opportune moment to like, again, like this is the thing that he does when he's like killing somebody for their sin, but still like having this weird, like comforting thing about it. Yeah. I think rule of threes, it's, it's a, a trope for a reason. I feel like it would have had a lot more impact on the third one if we had seen it again later.
0: Yeah. So he tells him in the past, men of honor would throw themselves on their swords. So instead, he does this paralyzing punch to your Mm -hmm. solar plexus, which Ah. so you're stuck. And then he just pulled his sword under you and you fall on it.
1: Dick move, bro. It's like, does this bug you? I'm not stabbing you.
0: I I think this is fucking badass. Mm -hmm. I mean, like in a terrible way, like he's a villain. But it's it's kind of fucking awesome. The Mm -hmm. whole idea of and, you know, the whole like samurai throw yourself. And he's just like, well, I'm going to make you throw yourself on a yeah. sword. And then even as he's doing it, he's casually talking to the girl like, miss, you're going to have to get me these records and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then we get a nice editing joke. He says, where are you hiding? Smash cut to.
1: <laughs> well, well, he specifically says, where are you hiding? Little girl, which is like, mm, that's yeah, a little extra creepy.
0: <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, but she's on serenity.
1: I'm not a fan of this. Uh, dissolve. The idea of it, I like, I feel like the effects on it are, are real rough.
0: So I will say, that, like, obviously, this film has a much bigger budget, mm-hmm. right? And that's clear all around. The lighting is beautiful. This is not TV lighting. This is real film lighting.
1: I feel like in the interior of Serenity looks too dark to me.
0: I like it. It's moody. I'm I'm a, I'm a fa- TV lighting is too bright. I'm really I'm j- I really really like it. And there's a lot of times when like only mail is lit and you
1: can't see it. Oh, oh I love it. I love I see it. Why you like it now?
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, I
1: don't know the- what shots are probably your favorite as far as lighting goes.
0: Are you talking about a shirt off? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, so the um, part of that bigger budget are these bigger special effects sequences, mm-hmm. and you know they have more cgi stuff more ships it's cleaner shot Mm -hmm. and i agree i don't like it as much i liked the kind of fast moving camera moving blurry shots the quick
1: zoom ins and yeah
0: yeah. it it just felt so it felt so firefly it felt like it matched the tone of the show Mm. it feels a little too clean In the film, it like I understand they're doing it because they can, but I kind of liked the crappy CGI before. I always thought it looked pretty damn good.
1: And there's a couple moments, uh, with the the CGI and with the upcoming chase, even though I think the chase is good, that it weirdly reminds me less of of Firefly and more of like late 90s to basically pre crisp pine Star Trek. Where just, like, the effects of it, the lighting of it, the whole chase with the mule is, like, super similar to, a, to like, the opening of one of the Next Generation movies. Mm. So, like, I got these weird flashes of, like, this reminds me too much of the, uh, let's just say not the best era for Star Trek in the movies, in Firefly. And it shouldn't be reminding me of, of Star Trek at all. Which Star Trek movie? I... It's. I think I want to say insurrection. Okay. The next generation ones. It's like I, I get them confused because
0: those are the only ones I've seen. So yeah, I'm like,
1: <laughs> they're, they're not. They're not that great. I have
0: knowledge about this era. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> None of the others, but these ones I can mostly talk about.
1: Yeah, I, I would say for TOS movies are are great and better than a lot of the episodes. Next generation TV show is much better than the movies. Mm.
0: And I mean, this is a cool idea, too. The ship burning up as it goes through Atmo mm-hmm. is just neat and something yeah. we haven't seen before. Uh, even from outside the ship, you got these cool special effects. And you can see Mal mm-hmm. and Wash walking around on the yeah. bridge. That's pretty impressive for this era. Um, and then I, I like that we go right from this big, grand sequence mm-hmm. to the sh- the ship falling apart. Like, yeah. it's so mm-hmm. perfectly, I feel like, introduces uh, yeah. Serenity. And we get that great line, you know, it's going to get interesting, define interesting. Oh God, oh God, we're all going to die? And then we get one continuous shot as mm-hmm. Mel walks through the ship. Yep. This is fucking amazing. Yep.
1: It's, it's pretty cool. And I like that they, unlike the movie Rope, uh, in which they tried to hide uh, not being able to continue a shot by zooming in on a trunk, uh... But there is like technically one edit. Yeah. Um, But it's like blended with CGI. And that kind of CGI holds up when it's just like, oh, we're going to like and kind of like the background walls are just going to kind of blend them together for this, you know, when we're panning. Sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I read really- there was one cut, but it's I mean, who gives a shit? No. This is beautiful. Uh, we meet all the occupants of the ship. And then we find out that they're about to do a job and Mal is taking River for the first time ever because she's a psychic and they're going to use her powers.
1: I think this is, and and having it as one shot, so it's like visually interesting, helps that this is like a huge exposition. Like, let's recap and reset everything. I
0: love how well the exposition mm -hmm. is introduced in this. That like, it's not just, let's have a lot of dialogues and talking Mm -hmm. heads about new people you haven't met before. Especially if you're a brand new watcher. Mm -hmm. We get from this that washes the. Pilot, that he and Zoe are married, that Jane is super gun happy and lacks his grenades. Uh, we get that Kaylee is the mechanic and Simon is the doctor, and that he and River are hiding from the alliance. And you get all of this in one scene mm-hmm. in a way that is not boring. Yeah. That's impressive.
1: <laughs> it, it isn't like Luther looking at a bunch of files on a computer. Yeah, no, I'm um, I'm
0: down for this. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh one thing that comes up in this whole big sequence. It's it strikes me as just such a weird choice to have uh oh River, she's seventeen. And so like this takes place mere months after the ending of the show, which feels weird when there's an actual three year gap in the filming.
0: I thought that if I read it was supposed to take place three months after the end of the show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like it's like a matter of months. Yeah. It feels like I can feel that time has passed. Like Not that anybody looks so much older, but it, it I I don't know. I can just like, it doesn't feel like, oh, this is just a couple of episodes later.
0: I will say, I mean, like in terms of relationships, it feels like it can only be a couple of months because like, I feel like this, even this first interaction between Simon and Mm -hmm. Mal, like they are at the same place they were. In objects in space, like mm. they're already just kind of at each other's throat. Simon at one point says to River, "It's okay to leave them all to die." Like it can't be years later. They can't just have this stagnant relationship. It's not sustainable.
1: But I feel like there are are easy writing fixes to make the the plot elements still make sense while uh, advancing the character arcs. Mm. Where it, it it has this weird sense of stagnancy to me, where I, I can't not know that this isn't actually just a couple months later. And I think one of the big things is like Summer Glau is so young when the show starts. And then it's like even three years is such like a huge difference where like I can't I, I don't buy her a 17.
0: I'm fine with it. She, she's eternally young looking. Like even when she was on that Terminator show, I'm like, no, you look like a teenager. <laughs> So this, this job is that they're going to steal the payroll, mm-hmm. but it's okay because the Alliance will, no, the Alliance is going to replace it. I don't know. They explain to why this isn't a bad
1: thing. And yeah, it's, it's, it's well, whatever. It's, it, it's fine. It's
0: morally, fine. we're fine. Yeah. It's fine. And we get a great line here. Jane says, shiny, let's be bad guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're
1: always a bad guy, Jane.
0: And he is. He's. I mean, he's really into this. So this looks like a bank robbery, right? They're mm-hmm. kind—they're going into a bar, yeah. but the bar is pretty high security. They're supposed mm-hmm. to check their guns at the door. And then there's like a vault in this thing. Yeah. So when they're like, everyone get down, you know, hands mm-hmm. on your head. Like, oh, this looks like bank robbery. Yeah. Same. We got this. River is still barefoot.
1: <laughs> Which is a bad choice on a robbery. Just,
0: I mean, they might, might shoot
1: some glass. Broken
0: glass. Uh, I do like the way that she's helping here. The mm-hmm. fact that, like, she knows who has the code to get into the vault. Mm-hmm. And she knows who's thinking about maybe pulling a gun. Yeah, and, just like, little nods. Yeah, just like like, mm, over there. Like, she's doing a good job. And even better, she can tell that reavers are coming. <laughs> That's an important thing a reaver alarm.
1: Yeah.
0: This is the first time we see reavers land, correct?
1: Yeah, because they're always just in space.
0: Yeah, I uh. really thought we had more reavers in. The show. Mm-hmm. I was surprised at how few reavers we yeah. had.
1: and that's a good thing. It shows that like they they built up a good mythology to them, where it it feels like they're always around. I think yeah. that's that's a good thing in the sci fi thing where you have a species or a, a, whatever you classify reavers as a mutation uh, that like feels like they're always part of the mythology
0: and proof that they're so scary that mm-hmm. you know even after two or three appearances on the show. Like, that's enough. That's mm-hmm. enough of the themes of nightmares. Um, and I like that Mel is concerned with the hostages. Mm-hmm. Like he's immediately like you get everyone in this vault no. and you lock it from the inside. Mm-hmm. And we'll find out later, like they have just a line in a news report later mm-hmm. that they're like the only survivors were no. the people in that vault.
1: Well, and I also like that even, even right before that he's negotiating like where to shoot the guy. So he doesn't get in trouble.
0: Yeah. Like I, I don't want you to get in trouble. Let me shoot you in the leg. Mm-hmm. It's gotta look real. Like he's, no. a, you know, true male quote unquote morality. Mm-hmm. He's
1: malality,
0: malality. He's trying he's he's doing the male version of good but (laughs) that being said then this guy jumps on the mule and poor Dennis is saying like oh you know save me get me away from here and Mal says we don't have room Mm -hmm. and shoves him off funny story so there's actually he says like
1: five five seats
0: five seats yeah he's like we don't have room for five there's there's five seats there (laughs) Uh, and then they retconned it later by saying there's too much weight yeah
1: it's like, uh, uh, yeah, but like I don't want to have the bag on my lap. That always feels weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Reavers get him, mm. and Mel shoots the guy before they're able to, like, you know, torture him to
1: death. Uh, and I did say poor Dennis because that is Glenn Howard's from It's Always Sunny.
0: Oh, yeah, I was, I, I, passed, I was like, I, apparently that character had a name. Okay, Mike, po- Mike, way to do your research. Okay. So there's a chase. Uh, Jane is harpooned, mm-hmm. which is awful. Yeah, and very concerned with people's femoral arteries, like that you could really bleed out from there. And then Serenity swallows the mule. They call it yeah, the, the Barton, Barton swallow. swallow. At,
1: at, at the, the sequence is a lot of fun. Again, yeah. it's this is the one that reminds me of. Again, I forget which Star Trek. I want to say Insurrection, but they all kind of blend together, especially the bad parts where it's just like. Early on, let's have uh, a hover car, I think it even is is like a hover car situation, chase on a semi-deserty planet Mm. away from like just kind of anonymous bad guys.
0: So Simon's pissed that River was put in such danger, so he quits and Mal lets him.
1: They're just real pissy at each other.
0: They're very pissy. It feels like this is like... At no point in here, I feel like am I ever concerned that like this is really going to happen? Mm. Like they're those couples that break up and get back together all the yeah. time. Like you guys are fine. Just I mean, like let's, let's get past the drama and admit mm-hmm. that you guys want to make out. Let's like, let's go.
1: I I feel like it would ring more true in a way if it if there had been a bit more of a time jump. And that, like, this was a bigger decision where it was like you had become like fully like you were a part of the crew. So when you decide to leave, like, that's a big deal. Whereas it, now it feels like we just kind of got used to you, but you're not really. And we kind of go us. through
0: this every two weeks. Yeah, yeah. and it's just
1: kind of like this is what you always say, and then somebody gets shot and you have to patch them up or something.
0: So Zoe shames Mal for not letting that guy onto the mule. Mm-hmm. Uh, points out that they could have dumped the payload and still save the guy mm-hmm. uh, and this is where i noticed that the lighting looks really cool like mal is just completely beautifully lit and the background is all blacked out mm-hmm. and like he has this really dramatic line like oh this looks beautiful looks beautiful so he's got her hair down for like the whole film and she's <laughs> gorgeous it's beautiful looking film
1: they had the money to have have people have their hair down. It's like we can we can fi- we can actually like pay somebody to get the continuity right on hair.
0: We can afford hairspray this time, yeah. you guys. <laughs> uh, so Jane waxes about how does one become a reaver, and Kaylee says that book said it was men who reached the edge of space and just went mad, which begs the question: How does space have an edge?
1: Don't, don't you know the space is flat? <laughs> I'm a flat spacer, guys. Well, I guess I, I guess you could make make the argument what the that that is like where there's just like no place else to go, but like that seems like a really hard boundary to feel where it's just kind of like
0: yeah. I mean, I I feel like they're saying the edge of civilized space, like mm-hmm. the edge to where yeah. we have,
1: but like with space the, travel, I feel like when you're in between planets. There, like it's you can't see a difference. Black, yeah. yeah,
0: and the idea that like there's just more space. Of course there is. The universe is infinite, and this is one galaxy. Like yeah. they don't even go from galaxy to galaxy. This is one galaxy. Yeah.
1: Well, this is like even like I think it's like they they it's consider a, a system. Solar, yeah, yeah. Like it's 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 not even a full galaxy. I don't know, it is it is the kind of thing of, I can see this being more of a thing on physical land where it's like you move so far out, there's like nobody else around you. But in space, there's like always no one else around yeah, you. <laughs> it's a very lonely place. Yeah.
0: So we get some more well-placed exposition here. There's a fancy moving picture thing that mm-hmm. tells us why Inara has left, mm-hmm. or that Inara has left. Yep. And when they're docked, Kaylee gives Simon's advice about looking for a new ship, which is heartwarming that she's just, Mm -hmm. she's very concerned, you know, talk to the captain, not the barker, and don't fly anything with this kind of engine. They fall right out of the sky.
1: Still an engine snob.
0: (laughs) So they go go to this bar and we get Kaylee's great line where Mm -hmm. she says, I ain't had nothing twixt my nethers, ain't run on batteries. I just love that.
1: But I also like, like Mal's response of like, he doesn't want to hear it because he's still kind of a prude in some ways uh and then she's like oh tell me more
0: well it's so great because like yeah it it, the big brother relationship Mm -hmm. with mal is adorable the pervy relationship with jane is true to character but also just that like female masturbation Mm -hmm. you know still is not a subject that like gets talked about a lot like there's a lot of jokes about guys
1: uh i touch myself and this pretty much
0: i mean like there's all those jokes about like guys touching themselves Mm -hmm. but like you know, here's a twenty something gal that's, you know, mm. out in the black by herself. She needs to say even herself. She's I don't know. It's funny. It's great. I love it. Uh and then we also get this great interaction where male says, Yeah, well if he'd really wanted you, he would have run to you. Mm-hmm. And Callie goes, oh, like like Inara.
1: Oh blah, 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 blah.
0: sick burn. Total burn. But this is the kind of thing that I wonder if it plays well if you haven't seen the show. Like the the two characters that really to me feel underdeveloped if you're not a fan of the show are Inara and Book.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, Book, like, to such a degree that like I, I forget how under, underdeveloped he is because I sometimes even forget he's in the film. Um, mm. But of like characters that get something, I feel like Anara and Kaylee are probably the least well-served in a lot of ways. Mm. I don't know. Like, I think you might like the character of Kaylee, but you I, I don't know that you really know her Know her, yeah. from the movie. And then Inara, it just seems to serve so many plot functions that it's a similar thing where it seems like, almost all of her scenes are all about moving the plot forward and there's like maybe like little hints of oh and 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 she's in the mouth but like other than that like
0: these are the things where I think I try to imagine like what would it be like if I sat on the couch with my mom who's mm -hmm. never seen Firefly and I was like here we're gonna watch this movie Mm -hmm. and I feel like she would like Kaylee because how can you not Mm -hmm. she's adorable but I feel like any of the scenes with the Nara in book my mom would be looking and going who
1: is this why, it, it, this feels like somebody I should be caring about, but I don't know why.
0: Yeah, they're not really – they're trying to explain the exposition without, like, hammering home dryly the exposition. But. You, know,
1: you know what I think for an art is, is that you don't get, like, the Marion Ravenswood scene. You don't get, like, a scene just establishing her, like in, in Raiders, where you get um, – uh, uh, like the yeah. scene of like her at the bar, like out drinking the guy, and just like, yes. oh, this is who this character is. And our like we only get her established through other characters, correct? Yeah, we don't get her on her own, and I feel like other other characters that doesn't bother me as much because some of them like Wash. I feel like is 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 very much defined by his relationship to other people because he's so easygoing. Well, and if
0: you're on the ship, that says something about you, yeah. just at least like who you are in relation to this mm-hmm. film. You're in to the To me, crew. Inara and Book being off the ship n- leaves it kind of nebulous and weird. Yeah. Especially Book that like, they never, I don't think he ever actually established that he ever lived on Serenity. He's they, just, I mean,
1: I think they, they say it, but like it's it is the kind of thing you could so easily miss. Yeah. Like, this is something about like, oh, why book left? So like, yeah, you can infer from that. But if you miss, if if you were going to the bathroom during that line, you would miss like you would have no idea. This is just some guy. I guess they worked with maybe at some point. Maybe did, this was their ju- childhood it seems preacher, like he
0: Just harbors them when they're in trouble.
1: Which I guess could work as as a, a way to read it for a new audience. Um, but
0: it doesn't mean yeah. as much when he dies.
1: Oh no! Yeah. Um, and that's I mean, I guess we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I guess the other thing that I bugs me about Kaylee is that we don't get a great opportunity for her to like show her specific value to the team.
0: Mm, yeah. Like
1: Jane and Zoe get to be tough badasses. Simon uh he gets to be a badass and, and, and like at least cursorily does some kind of medicine.
0: You don't really have any real engineering, like emergencies here where you see her be the engineering genius that she is. Yeah.
1: Book gets, uh, I mean, sorry, uh, wash gets to be a pilot. Matt gets all sorts of heroic opportunities. Mm -hmm. Kaylee's just like, well, I, I guess I uh, clean the ship and then, uh, I don't want to die at the end.
0: Yeah. I'll say adorable thing. Yeah, Yeah. no, that's true. That's a good point. So these twins, Fanti and Mingo, Man, do they drive me crazy. I don't like them. They're redundant. so
1: foxy. Oh, what? No. Huh?
0: Oh, okay. All right. I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's the finishing each other sentences and the redundancy that's just, I just, I, I need it's one It's a little too cute. I need one of you. I feel like if I were a twin, I would find these constant twin scenes, not just I mean not in I'm um, not constant twin scenes mm. in serenity, but like there you know twin scenes in um there's arrested development, and there's another sitcom we were watching recently where the same twins from Arrested development were on it. It was just kind of felt like mm. if I were I feel like for her twin to be like we do more than say the same thing at the same time and finish each other's sentences and dress exactly alike, like come
1: on, yeah, and it, it just seems like one of those decisions where it was like, well. We, we don't have time to really do anything interesting with this character slash characters, because it doesn't really need to be two characters. Um, we need like the person that they were doing the job with that they have to go see. What's a way to make that interesting? Oh, I know these twin actors. Let's seven be twins and have some cute twin stuff. And it's just like, I, I don't know that we needed that. I might. Maybe maybe this is a time where we get like a call back to somebody from the show. Would Why couldn't cool. this be Monty? Monty! Um, But yeah. I want just... a
0: Monty spinoff. Monty meets conductor button.
1: Oh, yes. I will write that children's book. Uh, um, I mean, I guess the, the one the one positive thing I can say is that and this is, again, a little a little bit mitigated. Uh, that at least in the extras slash like um, a lot of the supporting character roles, they are a little bit better in the movie than they were on the show about like casting non-white people.
0: So yeah. that's one thing. That's good. Yeah. But
1: like, I don't know, either give these characters something to do or don't.
0: Yeah. So River enters and watches the Fruity Odie Bars commercial, which was inspired by Mr. Sparkle from The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you have the DVD, there's an Easter egg where you can watch
1: the whole commercial. If you if you're not afraid of being banished to the land of wind and shadows. <laughs> uh,
0: one of the lines that caught my attention was makes you bust out of your blouse.
1: Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> After watching this river says Miranda. And then
1: she's naming her favorite Sex in the City character.
0: And then she kicks everyone's ass. Mm-hmm. She's very upset Miranda didn't make it into the whatever film. I'm making shit up. I don't know.
1: Uh, she was in both Sex and the City films. Thank you.
0: Okay, good. There's only been two.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> but she kicks everybody's yeah. ass and I mean everybody's. Good guys, bad guys, random bystanders, people mm-hmm. trying to run away from...
1: Chairs.
0: Just every indiscriminately. Mm-hmm.
1: She proves that it isn't safe for them. I'm sorry, that line reading in the movie was just too much for me yeah i just I, I had to point out at some point this is the, t- the time that it came it's so it's so over the top
0: you can see her dance skills really helping with the fighting in mm-hmm. fact she did all or almost all of her own yeah. stunts uh and then river and mail pull guns on each other mm-hmm. and simon says a phrase to make her fall asleep yep. and he says uh I'm gonna I'm gonna pronounce this so terribly.
1: Chwatal Elijah
0: karum Karum nashme. Mike just fell asleep. I did it, you guys. All of our listeners are asleep now. I apologize. Does this mean you're a sleeper agent?
1: Uh, must crush other podcasts.
0: <laughs> yes, my plan worked. Sunnydale stacks lives on. <laughs> Uh so this is actually uh, Russian for This Is Very Ridiculous, or literally This is for hens to laugh. Uh and the subtitles incorrectly label this as him speaking Mandarin. It's not Mandarin.
1: Oh wow. That yeah. seems like uh somebody should have caught that.
0: <laughs> Get out your notebooks and pens. It's time to learn with Simon's study guide. <laughs> River is programmed to attack when triggered with a hidden message. In what novel was the idea of a sleeper agent and a trigger word popularized?
1: I'm going to say Rip Van Winkle.
0: Very close. The Manchurian Candidate. First published in 1959, it is a political thriller about the son of a prominent U.S. political family who is brainwashed into being an unwitting assassin for a communist conspiracy.
1: Uh, two of my favorite facts about the film version of that, Angela Lansbury played the mother character despite the fact that she was only five years older than the son character in That's real life. Upsetting. upsetting. Um, because even then, she was just playing old ladies. And it was the first major American film to feature karate fighting cool it was very bad because <laughs> it was frank sinatra doing it
0: no it is
1: not good no basically imagine your great uncle doing a karate chop that's the fight
0: got it back on the ship mal and simon fight simon knew the safe word so he knew there might be an occasion to use it mm-hmm. and didn't tell anyone no. uh jane asks, why are they still on this ship <laughs> and you can see like there's a look here between mal and zoe that he's remembering the uh, their previous conversation about no man left behind, and that's why Simon and River are still on the ship. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of like that very meaningful look between them.
1: I do like the bit where Jane gets panicked that he, the the word is going to put him to sleep. Yeah, so he has to. Be, you know, <laughs> Don't say
0: it. <laughs> also suggests that they talk to Mister Universe, played by David Krumholtz, mm-hmm. uh, who I know best from Ten Things I Hate About You.
1: Um, I just know him as like the 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 funny side character in a bunch of stuff, uh, famously in the Santa Claus movies. Um, oh,
0: yeah. He's yeah. the elf in that.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Right now he's on the Deuce, uh, playing a fun role in that. His yeah, IMDb
0: page is very long. Yeah, he's, he's been in a lot. He's
1: in a bunch of stuff. And I've, I get the impression that he's just like a funny guy that everybody loves to be around, so they always want to put him in their stuff.
0: He looks like he's just like a fun friend. Yeah. Like yeah. we could just chill and hang mm-hmm. out
1: which is why I don't feel as weird about as I think I would at the end where spoiler alert they have the three tombstones and he's one of them like it feels a little weird like this is a character we just met in the movie but he, he he's pretty lovable
0: he's pretty lovable but he did die in like his sex robot's lap so I feel like he went out in a good way
1: yeah i mean can't we all wish for the same
0: <laughs> so mr universe is mr original fake news says that the news is orchestrated, but he sees the truth behind because he's watching all the footage. Mm-hmm. Can't stop the signal. Uh, we meet his love bot. Whedon has a good uh, history of directing people to act like very believable robots, mm-hmm. and she does a
1: good job. Or are they really robots? Don't Ellis trust Joss. anything.
0: Yeah, Joss. What's the signal? <laughs>
1: um this is and maybe maybe that's that's part of it the whole like crazy conspiracy being a fun thing part of the mr universe character conceit feels very 90s to me um like i'm just watching everything and i i get it all i i'm 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 watching all 99 cable channels i don't know something about it feels a little the conceit feels a little dated uh but you know david i'll I'll always i'll always take a, a supporting role there
0: I like the idea that there's more, you know, if they're the scrappy underdogs that are operating, like trying to operate Mm -hmm. beneath the um, government's radar, that there's more people doing the same. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the footage shows River watching the commercial before freaking out. Uh, Mr. Universe finds the subliminal message inside. Mm -hmm. I love the line of Simon to uh, River am I talking to Miranda now? <laughs> yes. And the uh. look she gives him about like, like you you motherfucker. It. <laughs> it's a very good um, little sister to big brother mm-hmm. look. Like there's a lot yeah. of times where I'm going to be honest. I do not believe their relationship. Mm-hmm. He touches her too much.
1: There are those weird families that are like way too physically affectionate. Like where it just feels like, mm, I don't, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with this amount of touching between yeah, siblings. My
0: brother and I do, like I have an older brother, uh-huh. and if he ever like touched my face the way Simon touches River's face, it would be like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so, But this moment
1: seems like a very sibling moment. Well, and I guess you could you could definitely argue that maybe some of that is because because of like what happened to River that maybe that's yeah. what she responds I to more. I feel like the
0: trauma yeah. is a big part of that for sure. So the operative goes to Anara. <gasps>
1: Boom, boom, boom. Does this just seems like weirdly fast to you, this whole like sequence of cuts.
0: It's very fast. There's no dialogue. Yeah. They're just showing the operative arriving at the training center, which you're assuming, based on Anara greeting him, that he's supposed to be a client. Yeah, and,
1: and then, like, she's in a shaft. As- and then books there. And it just, I don't know. Something about this whole sequence just felt like everything. Like I missed several scenes and I just felt very like, Ugh, uh, they cut something into.
0: for time. Yeah, yeah. So this film, BT dubs is two hours long. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love this film, I yeah. definitely saw that and was like, wow, two hours.
1: Yeah. For for like an action film, that's that's not, you know, a culmination of several franchises, like an Avengers movie where it's like
0: it's, a, it's sequel to a TV show
1: but it's most people that you're appealing to are going to be coming in relatively blind. That's a big ask.
0: So yeah, it does feel like something got cut here. Uh, they go to Haven and find Shepard Book. Apparently this is where they've been hiding out in between jobs. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that tells them, hey, look, the Alliance has not sent out any w- warrants, which means they're going to send an operative, which is much scarier than the
1: Alliance. This is one of those parts where it it feels like implausible to only have a couple of months gap because the way they set up it makes it feel like oh this is where book has been for years like he has this whole settlement that's like it feels like his place you in, in a way that feels like i don't know how how he could he could like yeah be so associated with this as the movie wants us to like do
0: i mean and like it, there was that one episode of the show where where Book went off to do something and mm-hmm. he wasn't on the show. Like, if this is where he was, they never mentioned Haven. But yeah, this feels very rushed that in three months you set up this whole thing.
1: Yeah, even if, like... Because I think you, could, you can, like... you could, You could technically say there's been anywhere from, like, three to eight months. Still. But, like, less than a year, and it feels like... You did you build it to, or did you take over for the and last he, guy? Even like, what?
0: if he just like joined the community, even the interaction that the Firefly crew has with this town that like yeah. Kaylee comes in and she's best buds with mm-hmm. this kid. And like this feels like more than. well,
1: and, and it feels like the kind of greeting that like it's like they haven't seen him for three to eight months. Yeah. Like it feels like, oh, this old friend I haven't seen in so long.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not like we saw you last week. Yeah. Yeah. So we get a flashback here to River in school, where her teacher tells them to all lie down. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that these are flashbacks, or that these are like River's brain delusions, mixing flashbacks
1: with? I think it's kind kind of a dream because I I don't know what in the the school because this feels like way too early for this to have been when she was taken mm-hmm. from the continuity of the of the show. Uh, so I think it's a combination of like maybe some memories, but a lot of like uh mixed delusions and uh alighting timescales and and just uh crazy dream sequences.
0: Yeah, just stuff getting jumbled up in her mm-hmm. brain. Like the knowledge of what happened to Miranda combined with yeah, like you know Alliance School. So Anara sends Mal a wave in the middle of the night. He's got his shirt off. Hey. Which, you know, nice attention to detail. His mm-hmm. scars match the injuries yeah. that he got on the show.
1: I wish there was like one or two rando scars in there as well.
0: Yeah, to show that he's yeah. seen. I mean, mm-hmm. he's definitely been in more fights before we joined him yeah. and like in the war.
1: Maybe they're just all leg scars. <laughs> there you go.
0: Those, you know. Notorious it's like legs. Freddy
1: Krueger below the waist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the whole crew is watching. <laughs> this, i the line where he goes, well, you know, it'll be nice to see Kaylee's been missing you so then the whole crew like, responds like, ah. like throws popcorn at the screen yeah uh, and then he goes to the flight deck and says well trap trap <laughs> and this is one of those things that like it works if you've seen the show and yeah. you know malin and r history i feel mm-hmm. like if you haven't seen the show the whole like assumption like oh that was definitely a trap did mm-hmm. you see us fight no trap
1: yeah, it doesn't work as well as like, oh, this is a joke that establishes the character. It's a joke based on you knowing the character, right? Maybe, maybe in the the weird like uh, hologram picture thing he was watching, maybe they should have like done more to establish their kind of banter back and forth in that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I do like the the whole interaction over the wave is so uh, awkward. And I it, mm-hmm. to it, to a degree that I love it that yeah. it's just so painful. Like, oh my god, this is me on the phone, mm-hmm. just like oh, uh, just talk like a human. So Mel goes to Anara. <laughs> like he tells Zoe, "You've got the ship. If I don't come back, come rescue me." No. <laughs> and she's like, "What?" And risk my ship.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, the tra- the trading house totally looks like a Chinese Riverdale. Excuse me. The training house totally looks like a Chinese Rivendell. <laughs>
1: okay, because <laughs> when you said Rivendell, I was like, no. I am not watching that show, but maybe I should.
0: No, Rivendell. <laughs> giant. Rivendell. waterfall, Lord of the Rings. It looks no. like it, yeah. it's a Lord of the I Rings. Oh, it looks house. cool,
1: yeah.
0: Inara is burning incense, and Mel comes in dressed like a lady. Mm
1: hmm. He just loves to cross dress for schemes,
0: and this is where their banter becomes normal. Yeah, where he, she, he's just like, "What you invited me here?" It's like, "Yeah, I didn't think you were stupid enough
1: to no. actually come." You dumb idiot.
0: The operative is there, and just this is a really fun fight between mm-hmm. him and Mal. Like clearly, Mal the, is like outmatched. Tete
1: a tete, they have. Yeah, beforehand. I like it. Yeah.
0: I like that Mal knows more about the story of the Albatross than he does. Don't be shocked. I wrote a poem. Yeah.
1: Well, and uh, I I really love, even without the the metatextual thing of it, you know, very much tying him to Han Solo, the fact that he just straight up shoots him is like I'm going to yeah. shoot first. I'm not going to like be like honorable in the sense of we'll we'll have a draw or a fair fight. It's like uh you, you want to hurt me and the people I care about. I'm just going to straight up fucking shoot you, bro. Do it.
0: I'm unarmed. Good. <laughs> so they're going to fight and Mal is looking rough while mm-hmm. the operative is looking pristine.
1: But I mean Mal's power is getting injured. I think the, the thing is he didn't get injured enough yet.
0: i uh like that inara is trying like Mm -hmm. there's too many scenes like this where i watch the girl stand to the side go oh no oh no but she's like she's getting some hits in she's not doing shit with it and she's beating her right back but she
1: tried. i kind of wish it had been more of like a three-way fight because that would then it would even like more set up how badass the operative is if they're both like taking him on and and like Fighting pretty well, but still like badly losing to him.
0: I accept that Anara's not a not a fighter, and she's about half the size of mm-hmm. either of these guys. Mm-hmm. But like again, she's like, I'm gonna try to get in a good punch yeah. here, and the guy like can just shove her down because she's tiny. And like when she gets her bearings better, then she tries again. It's, yeah. as long as she's trying, mm-hmm. I'm happy.
1: I feel like there's some martial arts in the uh, companion school. I feel
0: like you can see that. The, yeah. the scene that really bugs me is Babes in Toyland when um, the mustache twirling bad guy mm-hmm. and our young hero um, are, they're both miniaturized to like smaller than a spoon, right? Mm-hmm. They're teeny tiny and they're fighting with swords. Now, all the things female i had to do at this point was pick up the bad guy because she's full grown or like squash him with her hand or put a jar over him but she stands in the background going oh no oh dear me movie pisses me off so anytime i see scenes like this where like two guys are fighting and the girls standing in the background oh no like at least try yeah just try you're might get a you might get a black eye But your bow won't necessarily be murdered. Mm -hmm. Try. Uh, So Inara was not lighting incense. It was a flash bomb. When the operative comes to, Mal and Inara are gone. Mm -hmm. Serenity releases a bunch of fake beacons. And the crew is arguing about what to do next.
1: This is where they really establish he's a believer and that's why he's a threat.
0: Yes. And they gather that Miranda must be the information that the Mm -hmm. bigwigs... Uh, we're thinking about when they came to gawk at her. We get more tension between Malin and Nara, which is mm-hmm. frustrating because it's never going to come to fruition. And I just...
1: I mean, I get that you can't just have the end of the movie being like, everybody fucking. But...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I would have been happy with something like mm-hmm. hand-holding. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that it, like Kaylee and Simon, like... Getting down to business makes sense. Mal and Anara had to have more than like a smile. Mm-hmm. So Jane, after a few drinks, decides to ditch River, turn her in. River throat punches Simon so he can't say the magic words, and seals off the bridge. Mal sinks in through the air ducts, and I love this shot of mm-hmm. River pulling the gun on Mal without oh. even looking, mm-hmm. and like it's pointed right at the camera. It's fucking awesome. She finds a planet called Miranda. (gasps) Bum, bum, bum. But between us and there is Reaver territory. That's not good. Haven is no more. Book is still alive, but barely. Says it doesn't matter what you believe, just believe it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which fits right in with male's morality, I feel.
1: This is the part where we get the dead kid uh, really making uh, me feel... uh... Uh, not so great about the very variant very we'll get to that about we'll to the it. what we'll, we'll, get we'll get to it we'll get to
0: it so the alliance has killed everyone that's ever sheltered serenity mm-hmm. and the operative doesn't even know why yeah he says he just believes in something greater a better world and he trusts that the alliance is doing the right thing by mm-hmm. killing children
1: yeah I mean, I feel like it, we're saying something to... here about
0: blind obedience yeah mm-hmm.
1: Wants to remove all the sin from the world by, I guess, that that that, that kid was uh, really sinful.
0: So they turn Serenity into a reaver ship so they can get to Miranda. And it's nice because this comes right after the, like, you know, believe in something. Like, mm-hmm. this is what Mal believes oh, yeah, in. Yeah.
1: It's, it's a very clear arc for Mal in this. And I like to see that he goes full discipline daddy here. Gets real, like, you either on this plan or get the fuck out. You see, hang out with all these dead kids. male. Yeah, Yeah.
0: he's definitely like military discipline. Mm -hmm. I am your leader. Um, And he's well aware of the stakes Mm -hmm. here. He says there are a lot of fine ways to die. So it's better to die taking out the alliance than it is running and hiding. Floating through reaver territory. It's like an asteroid field of cannibals.
1: Mm -hmm. I like, I like the concept of it. It felt weirdly short to me. Like yeah. I want, the tension should yeah. have been drawn out. And you know what? This would have been the perfect opportunity to give Kaylee something to do. Yeah. Where it's like they get some kind of obstacle as they're going through Reaver space that can only be solved by engineering know-how.
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: that's a good point. I think mean, that's a, a nice two birds, one stone. You had like I, I don't know, a minute or two more to like have that whole thing set up and, and, and pay off of that. Yeah.
0: So they land on Miranda in an abandoned city and find a beacon. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to me how different the lighting is here. Like everything looks very different. It is just overly bright. Yeah. Everything is blue.
1: It's like a it's like a mall in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But a mall full of skeletons.
1: It's not most malls.
0: <laughs> skeletons <laughs> with no signs of injury uh and in hermetically sealed room it just mm-hmm. Everyone's just lying down, and they should yeah. point out that, like, these people didn't fall. They're just lying down, like mm-hmm. you would for a nap. They find a holographic message, and it says, Please, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope.
1: Wait a minute, that's the wrong movie.
0: <laughs> no, this is Sarah Paulson. And the universe may be infinite, but Hollywood is not. Let's see what else this actress has been in. This is Across the Verse.
1: For this one, as you guys may know, um, I don't want to spend all day naming every single character she was in in uh, American Horror Story. Because she's been 12 different characters on that show. Shit. Um, so it's probably her her most famous thing for uh, Other credits, uh, Ocean's 8, she was in, playing Tammy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Post, Tony Bradley. Uh, Deadwood, uh, one of my favorites. Miss Isringhausen. One that's come up on the show before, I believe... Uh, back in the 90s, American Gothic. And I only really want to mention this one because I think the name is great. She played the character Merlin Temple. Love it. Um Another one that's come up before uh for Jonathan M. Woodward, the notorious Betty Page. She played Bunny <laughs> Yager. Another interesting connection because she's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh She was also in another film with our little operative. Uh, what Elijah for. She was in 12 Years a Slave. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the most important to this movie is the movie Down With Love, where she played Vicki Heller. Because after having seen that movie, Joss Whedon said she was really funny. She was great in that. And I, I feel like comedy is harder to you than drama. I need somebody mm-hmm. for this small but super pivotal part. I want to see if she's available. Nice. Only from like having seen her do this one comedy. She's like, That's she's like, like
0: totally a different. Yeah. It's not like I, this is basically the same character. Yeah. Let me
1: cast you in my it film. It was like, oh, she was so good at comedy. There's no way she can't do this. Right. And yeah. Yeah. And it's basically how she got cast in this movie.
0: So her crew landed on Miranda to investigate what happened here. And she says, it's the PAX. Uh, they pumped the gas into the air to make people calm, but it worked too well. People just lay down and stopped doing anything. Mm. 30 million people stopped eating, working, drinking, and eventually breathing. But a small percentage had another reaction of extreme aggression. They made the Reavers. So not only did the Alliance kill 30 million people in an attempt to just make them more obedient, mm. In the process, they killed more because they created the Reavers who are now wreaking havoc on the galaxy.
1: So, great job, guys. Maybe do some uh, testing before you add weird chemicals to the air.
0: And this is what the Alliance wanted to keep River from sharing. This overreaching, huge government that just takes over your freedoms. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we get Mal's monologue. And this is great because he basically, this is what Mal believes in. They're going to try a complacency gas again mm-hmm. unless we tell people, yeah. no more running. I aim to misbehave, mm-hmm. which well, is so perfect because the drug was supposed to keep people from misbehaving yeah. and, it, and an almost childlike word because mm-hmm. it, this alliance government was treating you like a little baby mm-hmm. that needs, you know, to be given drugs so that you behave. Yeah. Is just a very, it's just the perfect phrase.
1: Yeah. And I, I, do like the, the part where they talk about, they, they believe they can make people better, which is like a really creepy, uh, aspect of like, uh, the whole conspiracy of government control thing. Um, I feel like you could definitely use this plot to, uh, extrapolate weird, uh, political viewpoints. I hope not too many people do. Yeah. Let's um, not do that. Yeah. Uh, but I think as it's framed in the movie, it's, uh, a, a pretty nice, uh, good versus evil.
0: So their plan is to get this hologram to Mr. Universe so that he can broadcast it. But the Alliance has already gotten to him. Uh, Here, I have a general complaint Mm -hmm. about both this movie and like every movie where this happens. Where when someone has a gun on you, so you're forced to lie to someone else, you're too good at it. Like if someone Mm. has a gun on me and they're like lie to this person on the phone or even worse on on skype or you know we will you know hurt someone you care about okay sure except i'm going to be so nervous i'm going to be terrible at it Mm. and he is a very relaxed liar anara is a little more believable where Mm. she is very tense and not anara-esque
1: well i feel like with him i i think he he like at least jokes about, like, uh, where's my, my, my 30 pieces of silver? So I think he's trying to play it that he is legitimately... And, I mean, I might even be able to interpret that he is, like, really betraying them. I, don't- I mean, he
0: is betraying them. But I don't... But he's not doing so willingly. He's doing it with a gun pointed at his head. So I sh- feel like he should be still nervous about, there's mm. a gun pointed at my head.
1: I think he's just a real laid-back guy.
0: Sure. But they stab Mr. Universe anyways... It's mm-hmm. not an honorable thing there, operative. This is yeah. not honorable. You said well, you were going to let him go.
1: Well, he's he's a bad guy. He doesn't he doesn't think that he's a good guy, but he thinks he's doing good work in order to make the world good by doing the bad things.
0: But he's not a man of his word. Even if his mm-hmm. word is, I believe, in the alliance, you're going back on your word if you're like, do this and I'll let you go. No, I lied.
1: Well, I think he thinks that that even... That even doing something horrible. Cause I mean, he showed he's willing to kill children. So it's not obviously not like honor is the only thing to me. It's, it's the cause is, is the thing. And I think he, he thinks, Oh, the best way for me to get them to come here is to get him to, to lure, to get uh, Mister universe to lure them here. And the best way to get him to do that is to lie to him, but I don't want him to live. So I need to kill him afterwards because so, that's, that's ultimately what is best for the Alliance. So I think, I think that's how he justifies everything to himself. Yeah. Like, I feel like he, he'll he'll be honorable when he can, mm. but if if it's the choice between be honorable and 0.2% more chance that his plan will work, he'll take the 0.2% chance that it'll that's,
0: work. Yeah, I, I gotcha. So now they have to pass back through Reaver territory, and this time they purposefully attack the Reavers mm-hmm. so that the Reavers will give chase. Yep. Yeah. When they get to Mr. Universe's planet, the Alliance ships are waiting for them, mm-hmm. but the Reaver ships are right behind them. And this is such a great shot of Serenity coming through the crowds and mm-hmm. then this army of Reaver yeah. ships coming behind them. And then they're weaving through the devastation. And this mm-hmm. is a crazy sequence that you yeah. could not get on
1: the TV show. Well, and this this I think is like the, the biggest justification for like having the movie uh, or even just having a Firefly movie in general, it's like, Oh, we can like bring these two things we established and have this huge fight. We could never have on a TV show that only makes sense in a movie really. Um, and it's a thing you, I'm sure somebody will have like some example of something similar, but it's not like the kind of thing you always see where it's like literally somebody tempting a whole crazy cannibal army to fight the empire from yeah. star Wars in space. Like that's, that's pretty cool.
0: It's awesome. And you know, so They're focusing on the Reavers, so Wash is just flying through these Alliance ships. Mm -hmm. And it's such a great Whedon moment where you have this badass line of, I'm a leaf on the wind. Mm -hmm. Watch how I soar. And then they get in a little bit of trouble. And he's like, it's okay. I'm the leaf. What does that mean?
1: (laughs) I don't know. There is there are a couple of moments where they do some like good old fashioned Firefly photography in this I would have liked a little bit more, uh, but like it's a couple of zoom ins to like mm-hmm. Reaver ships doing crazy like spin around moves that are that are are, are more classic Firefly I uh, would have liked to see a little bit more.
0: The operative escapes his crashing ship in a shuttle. They release an EMP. The mm-hmm. ship is crashing. I really like that Jane is taking care of the passengers. Mm. Like, I feel like this is his job on the ship. I don't think it's out of actual concern. I just feel like this is his job. So this is Mm. what he does in an emergency.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But he's making sure everyone else is strapped in before Mm -hmm. he gets strapped in. And in the process, he gets hurt. Yeah. I'm actually kind of really impressed by that. No. And while everyone else is close to passing out, Wash gets control of the ship.
1: It's great. It's and then uh and then they all win, right? I yeah, I don't so remember a lot after this. What, they, what? they
0: do a crash landing yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and slide to a stop.
1: Yeah, and then everybody's fine. <laughs> then everybody's fine.
0: We think everyone's and fine. Then everybody's fine. And Wash says, I am a leaf on the wind, watch how I
1: And and then he he finishes the sentence because he's totally still alive.
0: And the Reavers spear the ship. Mm-hmm. And it goes right through Ash's chest. He's instantly
1: dead. Now don't you feel bad about that joke? Joke. Do you remember telling? Was wasn't it? Was oh wait, did you tell a joke or was it? Or, or did somebody else tell a joke to us? The uh, how do you how does a reaver clean his spear?
0: It wasn't me. This is terrible. What's the punchline? <laughs>
1: I, okay, so it it must have been like treasure or Joey somebody. Um, how how does a reaver clean their spear? They put it through the wash. Oh, <laughs> no.
0: yeah. oh. I'm so sorry. I'm laughing.
1: You're a horrible person.
0: I'm terrible. I'm going to hell. <laughs> so this is this is Anya esque. Mm. so for listeners who didn't watch buffy anya one of our beloved main characters died a very quick death in the season series finale that we felt was too short
1: i this one i feel like work works better for me because I, i i feel like this is a point in the movie where where it makes sense to have like the stakes up by having like a character you don't think can die die and i feel like it gives zoe some interesting stuff in the last like chunk of the movie where she's dealing with it and, and trying to be the all business zoe that she usually is but even she kind of struggles with that this one i don't mind i think it would have landed a lot more if we hadn't already had book die because mm. it feels like oh now we're just killing characters just to kill characters
0: i don't i'm torn on it because on one mm-hmm. hand i like the idea that like sadly in this kind of battle if you lose someone you don't have time to mourn you just have to leave them and keep going and that's what they would have wanted you to do Mm -hmm. but yeah it it almost feels in the way it was handled it almost feels slightly disrespectful but at the same time like i go back and forth like i love the surprise of it the like we think they're okay but the the reavers are attacking the ship but it he just gets a spear through the chest mm-hmm. and it's like he there's no saving him he's gone. No.
1: Well, and I like that it isn't the the super kind of, you know, the 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 heroic Vasquez death of like, and I'll sacrifice myself to save everyone. Like he just did an, an impressive thing and like yeah. um got like a cool character moment, uh but then just like happened to get killed.
0: It's very surprising. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so I, 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 am in the, in the books for, for liking it as a choice and just being really bummed out by it as a person who would like to see more Alan Tudyk. Um, well
0: in terms of a choice, so they did this apparently because Alan Tudyk and Ron Glass couldn't commit
1: to possible sequels. And for some reason that meant like the studio was like, so you have to make sure that their characters shouldn't be in the next one. Which was like, I don't know, it seems like a weird.
0: It's not even saying that, like, we definitely can't be in the sequel. It's like, just yeah. maybe not. We don't know. Yeah. So, in the original script, everyone survived. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zoe and Wash promising to have children at the end. Again, that uh, comes to fruition in the comics. Yeah. And despite the deaths, Whedon revealed that uh, there's a strong possibility that if there was a sequel, Wash and Book would come back. He'd find no. a way. He was just like, "Fuck it, no. no."
1: I I think Book I don't I I couldn't believe as much, but like with all the craziness that then happens on that planet, like you know, Reavers could take him. The, or the, yeah, the, the idea that his gets body him, was dragged and, off. Yeah, yeah, and like, and something happens. maybe maybe it's like um, what they did with Search for Spock again, taking it back to Star Trek movies, guys. Um, where like then they make the next movie about. Finding out what happened. Sure, he was it's like taken by the yeah.
0: alliance, or not the reavers because they all die. But he, yeah. yeah, taken by the alliance, and yeah, you have mm-hmm. to go by and uh, wash. Yeah. So Zoe, surprise! I'm surprised she's not. You know, she's functioning. She's leading the group. Mm-hmm. I would just be a ball of a mess in the corner. Yeah. Um, she's leading the group. Um, she finds the spot where she says, "Okay, no more running. We bottleneck them here, and then thim them." them out while you broadcast the message it's clear she has no intention of surviving Mm -hmm. like at this point she is scary yeah like her eyes are kind of dead Mm -hmm. and like it's just like she's like just well i give up now and fuck these guys (laughs) the great moment i love here is that uh mal and jane throw grenades and everyone else ducks and she doesn't even blink
1: Mm -hmm. uh
0: mal finds mr universe dead
1: I do like uh the the sex bot farewell, which makes it a lot a lot less creepy than like, oh, there's a story reason for this. It wasn't just like, hey guys, we have a sex bot.
0: It's it's weirdly touching for mm-hmm. being a sex bot. Yeah. Like yeah, so he records a voicemail with mm-hmm. her and like, yeah, kind of her delivery. Yeah, even though it's robotic and like mm-hmm. deadpan in her pauses, you can kind of hear the way he would have say yeah. said it as he was dying. Mm-hmm. It's it's strangely really touching. Yeah,
1: because it is obviously like a, a recording then presented by the robot, but you get the sense that it was recorded with the, the tone and cadence, so it really does feel like an interesting way to give a performance, and I do have to... Hats off to the... Uh, I didn't write down her name, but the performer being the sex bot, she does a great job. You
0: have to imagine, and I, I didn't find any information on this, mm-hmm. I have to imagine that... The actor, I forget his name, playing Mr. Universe.
1: Uh, Kremholtz, yeah.
0: Uh, rec- actually, like, did this monologue and then that mm-hmm. she translated that to Robot Speak.
1: Yeah. Or at least, like, after, after having seen some scenes, she, like, deliberately was like, okay, how would he do this? Like, yeah. something like that, yeah.
0: So the message is to get to the backup unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, River is forced to hear the Reaver's thoughts, which is terrifying. That can't be fun. Nope.
1: I do like the little bit where uh Kaylee gets all horny for life.
0: Yeah, Simon's just like, Oh man, if I could have gone back in time, I would have had sex with you. And Kaylee's like, Yep, I'ma live. <laughs> the operative hears the message that was meant for Mal and heads for the backup unit as well.
1: He should have had the foresight to say, Oh, and by the way, Mal, uh uh turn off the sex spot when when this finishes. What?
0: No one's following you, right? Uh, the backup unit is suspended above a return of the Jedi styled fall. Like now, this is
1: ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but I could see the Mister Universe character being this weird, nerdy, like freak. Him specifically building it like On that, purpose. yeah, just to be like a, a like a fuck up, They're like fuck with you chains. Guys. Yeah. The
0: chains are weird. It makes me think of that scene in um, Galaxy Quest. Where they have to go through those like yep. those like pounding blocks mm-hmm. because yeah. just because <laughs> the Gordon Weaver's like why the hell does this exist?
1: <laughs> what function does this have on a ship? I am interested to see how that Galaxy Quest show turns out.
0: Oh, I didn't know they're doing a show.
1: Yeah, and it's I think uh, one of the writers is Paul Shear. Oh, it's gonna be good then. Yeah, I'm 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 hopeful. I'm hopeful. It is it does seem a little weird that like there already is a a quote unquote funny Star Trek show out right now. With I was about the Orville. to say, but
0: the Orville already exists. So
1: it's like, uh are we gonna oversaturate on Star Trek parody shows? Interesting.
0: So Anara's got a crossbow, which by the way is gonna turn into a bolt shooter thing. It's weird. It's just weird.
1: Yeah, it does seem like there's a lot of assumed weird archery martial arts companion stuff that we're just supposed to like, sure
0: I buy that she knows how to use a crossbow. I don't buy that they carry a crossbow on that ship.
1: <laughs> like, is that her crossbow? Did she pick it up on their way out?
0: <laughs> so the Reavers get through and Zoe gets personal. She walks right up to him. This is
1: my mm-hmm.
0: uh, chosen strategy in any video game, by the way. My oh. aim is terrible. I walk oh, yeah. right
1: up to him. I mean, it is more satisfying <laughs> in, in a game when you like get
0: like <laughs> right up to him meanwhile male monkey bars across the drop mm-hmm. this is why you
1: do this in gym class yeah. by the way and then Just they find in, in the
0: chains and this is the rope pull that you yeah. had to do in gym class it was all training mm-hmm. they knew what was going to happen
1: they knew that you're going to have to go to the underside of Mr. universe's station yeah to broadcast the truth about the reavers one random detail that i love is when they're they're patching up uh zoe i believe and they have the medical foam oh, oh. i love a medical foam <laughs> on a sci-fi uh, <laughs> I remember having that conversation at some point where it's just like, oh man, I wish they had that medical foam like they do. And and then somebody like cut me off. It's like they do have medical foam. It's like, well, no, like that you just like spread it over a wound. It's like they have medical foam. I was like, I couldn't get out like what I was saying. Yeah, because they're like, they do. You're you're dumb. Not a disinfectant. (laughs) Like no, like like it was like they have foam that's medical. It's like no, but like I'm saying a specific thing. Yeah, please listen to what I'm saying so they fall
0: back behind the blast doors but they're stuck someone's got to close it from the outside but that's a suicide mission mm. Simon left his bag in the other room and he stands up to go get oh, it Guys in
1: love with this bag
0: he, I mean like again I love that he's just such a good doctor mm-hmm. he's me like let me get my bag stands up he gets shot
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, he's still doctoring as he's dying yeah. like he is clearly dying and mm-hmm. he's like you need to get to my bag and do this so Kaylee yeah. can li-. like oh I love it All the other sound cuts out. Like you can see, Mm -hmm. other people are still talking, but you just hear Simon and River talking. Uh, According to the DVD commentary, this was the most difficult scene because Summer Gloud just kept crying. Oh, that's so so cute. She tells him, You've always taken care of me. My turn. Oh. So she dives into the reverse, tosses the dock bag back and closes the door and as the door shut she's reaching she's just she's being swallowed by reavers Mm -hmm. and reaching her hand through she is fucking dead yeah she's dead at this point though it's hard to uh, remember the fact that like reavers are not vampires (laughs) like in my mind like they touch you you're dead
1: i think the later fight scene is where i had trouble remembering that they're not vampires and she is not the slayer (laughs) i think she is
0: uh yeah it did like it I always see Reavers like, oh, even if they touch you, you're dead. But like, mm-hmm. maybe she just gets injured because she is fucked up at this point. They've got her. Uh, so the operative has a sword. Mel has a screwdriver.
1: Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> Mel gets stabbed. And this is where we get the second, do you know what your sin is? But Mel cuts him off. I'm a fan of all seven. Mm-hmm. Headbutt. But right now I'm going to have to go with Wrath. Mm-hmm. see Caleb come out.
1: No, no. That was the alternate ending is that he, the, the, it's not the nerve fluster thing. He does get impaled in the sword and then he comes up and his eyes are all black goo.
0: Yep. The operator tries the same paralyzing punch as he did the first guy, but it doesn't work because Mal has an old war wound there. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I yeah. forgot about that. Like he does the paralyzing punch. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, how's he getting out of this?
1: <laughs> See, that, that weirdly is like the thing I remember. One of the things I remember most about the movie because I have kind of conflicting feelings. Mm. I like the, the thematic element of it, which is like, oh, you're trying to make everyone conform to a very specific thing and repressing their individuality and freedom. And it's that very individuality and freedom that allows him to escape this finishing move. But then on the other hand, taking that away, it feels a little too convenient Mm. in in a sense of like, oh, and it just so happened that this nerve cluster is exactly what you need for this to make sense. So I'm, I'm a little conflicted. I think the thematic...
0: I like that thing yeah. is just
1: strong enough that I I, I can get over the a little too convenient.
0: yeah. so he pins the operative back with the sword, doesn't kill him, just mm-hmm. pins him to the wall, makes him watch the Miranda
1: footage. I do like that choice.
0: I love that. He says I'm gonna show you a world without sin because Miranda is a world without sin. Mm-hmm. and this is what happens because you can't erase conflict. We need free will. No. uh so the river's not dead. Mm-hmm. She opens the doors, and the shot is amazing. They open, mm-hmm. and she's just standing there, dripping with blood, yeah. among a bunch of dead reavers. It's been brought up that how did she open the door?
1: Do we know that she opened it?
0: It said it can only be opened from the outside. No, they said they the were gonna, inside. They're going
1: to rig it to do that.
0: But yeah, so it can only be opened from the in. I don't know.
1: I think they were, they were going to do that, but they didn't get the chance because Kaylee was injured.
0: So then, who opened the door?
1: Probably just got damaged.
0: Okay. Anyways, who cares? It's awesome. She's a slayer. Her arms are fucking ripped. Look at the goddamn muscle on that chick. And just as the door opens, the wall behind her fucking collapses. Mm
1: -hmm. And then it's like, oh, wait, are are we giving her like telekinetic powers when she's just busting walls down? (laughs) We're not.
0: We're not. The Alliance busted it down. The operative is watching the video. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. he has tears. He sees this is what blind obedience gets you. He tells his troops to stand down Mm -hmm. just in time.
1: An interesting thing I found out uh, that originally it was going to be like a hard cut on the like decision of whether or not he's going to tell them to stand down. And that they changed their mind in editing and then just used like extra footage of the actors just like putting their guns down in between a take as the like putting it the gun. Nice. Which is like, oh, wow, I'm glad they got that footage then. (laughs)
0: Thematically, I love that this ends not with yet another killing, Mm -hmm. but with changing someone's mind. Yeah. Isn't that just kind of beautiful? Like, this battle, this war ends because you changed someone's mind.
1: I do like that. It does feel a little bit like, yeah, but that guy totally killed a kid. Yeah. Like, straight up murdered kids.
0: I mean, Mel does tell him very soon, yeah. like if I see you again, I will kill you.
1: Yeah, that's that's the thing I'm kind of conflicted. I do like that it is subverting your explanation a little bit. That it's not like, and then I I, I slew the bad guy. It's like, oh, I, I made him change his mind, so he's gonna be doing something else. uh But I feel like a little bit like he he should face more consequence though, because like he he did like straight up. He might be
0: kids. a better force for good now that he's like has all of these years of shitty fucking behavior to make up for like rehabilitation.
1: Yeah. I, I Maybe I, I would have felt better about it if it, it, it had been like, I'm also kind of conflicted because I feel like it's very easy for this to come off as cheesy, but like it, him very strongly being like, I need to make up for what I've done and I'm going to go help people like in a very overt way.
0: I feel like that's what he's saying when he like goes to mail and he's mm-hmm. like, you know i've done what i can yeah. to like get the alliance off your back
1: i mean that's i feel like that's the least you can do yeah. child murderer
0: so then we see the gravestones of the people we've lost over the film mr universe mm-hmm. shepherd book i will remember you and wash <laughs> zoe looking fucking majestic Mm -hmm. in this white dress holy fuck yeah you understand why like when she was on angel she played a goddess you're Mm -hmm. like yeah
1: yeah i get it that's what i said and i i do i i feel like one character that usually kind of gets the short end on the show that has i i think they do great job of giving her enough to do is zoe in the film
0: yeah Um, yeah some a lot of times in the show she all she does is be badass which isn't necessarily like, like a character <laughs> it's, it's
1: kind of like i'll back up the captain and support my husband but like she actually gets like like this this interesting arc at the end where it's like she's dealing with all, all these feelings of like loyalty but also sadness and she's trying to balance it out and then like where does she go from here and it's uh, i think it's really lovely
0: mm-hmm. so kind of the epilogue part of this everyone's repairing the
1: ship mm-hmm. i love that they take the cannon off i like that they very specifically show that yes uh Simon and Kaylee finally get it on. They go fuck.
0: They shot this a bunch of times.
1: Yeah, I read that, and I was like, I wonder if that was just because they were so like. Mm, let's Actually, keep this the going. actor
0: that plays Simon is gay. Uh,
1: I mean. Ha, ha, I, mean. I
0: read a really interesting interview um with him uh that i was, I was reading through for tumble words that like
1: yeah. he
0: was not out during the series oh, i'm but, not sure if he okay. came out before or after the film
1: oh that is interesting uh, but just
0: kind of struggling talk yeah. about how he was struggling with like mm-hmm. not being out yet and how hard that was on him yeah
1: that's kind of sucked then maybe maybe it was it, he was just like ugh this gross lady. <laughs> um, I, I'm sure it wasn't.
0: Um, but River is watching, which is gross.
1: Yeah, that's super creepy. Like it's funny, but it's also super super creepy. creepy.
0: And again, another brother sister thing. We're like, I it's still weird for me when my brother kisses his wife in front of me. I'm like, ah, it's weird. That was weird.
1: It's weird. Maybe you just try watching it from the ceiling, and it won't be that's, as weird. Yeah, just time.
0: upside down is what I need no. to do. Uh, the operative uh, we said comes to mm-hmm. let them know the alliance. He's done all he can, um, and he tells, he's you know. Mel says, "I'll kill you if I see you again." And the alliance and the operative says, "There's nothing left to see
1: because
0: hmm. all he was was what he believed in with the alliance, no. and now he's he's a ghost."
1: Wait, he's not literally a ghost, is he? No, was I he don't. a ghost this whole time? There hasn't been an operative here for twenty years. <laughs>
0: Zoe tells Mal she's torn up plenty, but she'll fly true. Mm. Like Zoe.
1: (gasps) What? It's mirroring the characters.
0: And Nara says she might stay and they have another long look. Well,
1: they won't they. Like...
0: Uh, Just something overtly like, I like you. That's all I Mm. need. I need a handhold. I need someone just saying something. Something overt.
1: Yeah, I... I maybe this is 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 too cute but I would have liked something where it was like they have you know their little like back and forth bantery uh kind of uh, conflicting nonsense and they kind of go off in a little bit of a huff and I like the idea of it being an hour being like oh fuck this and like her going to like kiss mal or something right like I, I think the idea of something like that might have worked but I, I don't know if maybe they were just doing like, oh, we're, we're keeping this open for if the we bring back the show or another movie, so I that'll just be had part an of the. idea
0: that she, you know, because they're they're in that hallway when they have this conversation. But like, she starts going down to his mm. bunk, and he's like, "That's my bunk." She's like, "I know." And I keeps know. Going, like, what did that be uh,
1: nah, nah.
0: i I'm, I'm just gonna yeah. go write that fan fiction real yeah. quick. I'll be back.
1: Well, and then and then with the whole like uh, them, them taking off at the end and the weird uh, line about the storm that just reminds me of uh, the End of Terminator, I, I think it would be a nice little thing where it would have been like, okay, we got to take off. And it was like, uh, I, wa- I want to get there quick. And, and, you know, River could be like, oh, why it was like, oh, I got I got something I got to take care of.
0: <laughs> so Mal is flying. We see di- the dinosaurs are still in the dash. Aww. River is his co-pilot. Mm-hmm. He tells her the first rule of flying is love. Love keeps you in the air, tells you when something's wrong, makes your ship a home. So it seems like the film is open, would yeah. be open for a sequel, but unfortunately Joss got busy with Avengers, mm-hmm. which I'm okay I with. Mean,
1: was the movie enough of a success that they were like definitely wanting so. to do I one? don't think so. Okay. It
0: was not a commercial. It was a su- success with fans, but people that were not a fan of the show was like, I don't get this.
1: Yeah. And, th- and that, I guess, I guess we sh- should address, like, h- how do you think it did with being a movie for somebody who isn't familiar with the show?
0: If you're not familiar with the show, I think it's fine. Yeah. It's, fi- it's always good writing. Mm-hmm. It's well acted. It looks beautiful. Whether or not there is enough there for you to care about these people, if you haven't been um previously introduced to them Mm
1: -hmm. i don't think so yeah i think that's the biggest thing is like i don't think it's a it's it's a movie that does a good job of you will understand most of what's going on or at least what what you need to to get the plot points like oh these two people have romantic feelings the reavers are scary bad guys the alliance is like an empire type thing okay i get the mechanics of it but I think it, it, exactly what, what you were saying. Do I care about all these people? Mm-hmm. I think just in the movie, there, there's frankly isn't enough time to care about all of them.
0: Yeah. But as a fan of the show, mm-hmm. I freaking love this. Yeah. I mean, it, it does feel like a final four part Firefly story, right? This mm-hmm. is the equivalent, well, I guess, two and a half. Yeah as a fan of the show i think this works perfectly Mm -hmm. and i love that we have this ending to it um not that objects in space wasn't a great episode but as we said like as a series finale it fell short this is an amazing series finale and i'm really glad we got it
1: yeah it's it does suffer a little bit from the thing of it it, you can definitely feel that oh this was a lot of story they wanted to tell in a longer format that they Mm -hmm. kind of a bridge to get all that they needed to out of the way. But I think for that under the constraints of having to be a movie that has to at least make sense to outside people, but still satisfy all the fans and everything they care about from the show. I think it does uh, a really good job of that. Uh, I wish it didn't have to be all of that and that we had had like a full series of, of Firefly and then maybe a fun movie at the end. Yeah. Um. But for, for what we got, I think this is a much a much nicer cleaner ending to the series but again mm-hmm. leaves it open and i think they could still do like uh if you're going to do all these uh, crazy fuller house type nonsense where it's like sequels to shows and movies from 20 30 40 years ago like mm. we're talking about halloween or something um i think this is a great example a, a great one as a candidate for that
0: yeah well and the, the, i think what's great about this is that it it very <laughs> It so clearly lives in the same world as the TV show. Like it's, mm-hmm. it in no way does not feel like yeah the exact same thing or the exact same characters. And I love that the story of Miranda and the Reavers really fleshes out those villains that were mm-hmm. definitely the scariest part of yeah. the TV show, while introducing a new villain in the operative mm-hmm. that was terrifying but also interesting. Yeah. And yeah, and. The whole Mr. Universe thing, everything just really fits so well in this universe. Mm-hmm.
1: And that, that, that is something that I think is easy to overlook. But then when you look at a lot of examples where that doesn't work, again, bringing it back to Star Trek movies, those next generation movies, everyone's just a generic action star and all the like interesting things about the characters are lost. They don't do that, even though if they, don't necessarily give enough time to every character as much as i would love for mm-hmm. there to be frankly there are a lot of characters and at least they don't mess them up
0: yes yeah yeah they might shortchange them a little bit but they don't screw
1: it up in any yeah, way. all of a sudden like simon isn't the funny one and kaylee's bad at engines like they don't do dumb stuff like that
0: yeah now it's time to celebrate some thrilling heroics with this week's big damn hero of the week
1: almost yeah. every character is a candidate. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, that isn't evil or dead. And even some of the dead ones for me personally, because I think uh, they do a great job, even under the the worst of circumstances. I'm giving it this week, the final week to Zoe. Okay. To, to further explain, um, I think uh, even though she does have a little bit of a freak out, she still is able to push through mm-hmm. uh, what I... Feels like a, probably one of, if not the most, traumatic things you can experience: the love of your life dying brutally before your eyes, and still able to to do her job and to do what she needs to do, and and push on. And uh, I think that's that's pretty heroic to me.
0: Absolutely. Um, I went with River mm-hmm. mostly for that final moment yeah. where I mean, if she doesn't seemingly sacrifice herself, yeah everyone is dead
1: yeah that was that was that was easily my number two because that self-sacrifice is pretty
0: yeah and I guess she doesn't die but um, I think she goes in there with every not intention of dying but expectation that this will be her final fight what was them that words what was said them's tumble words
1: oh I'm gonna miss that
0: (laughs) who said the following quote, people are drawn to Firefly for the same reason that I'm drawn to it. The people, these characters, I'm invested. I've spent time with them. I've hung out with them. I've learned about them through our choices and the decisions they make. And I'm invested in these people. I like them. They're flawed. They're not all perfect, except for my character. And I'm invested. I think people are invested. That's Joss's gift.
1: I am going to say... That that is Monty. It
0: was Nathan Fillion. Uh. Stackers, it has been three years and seven months since we launched this podcast. And it's been amazing uh, to not just deeply dive into these series that we love so much, but also to connect with so many people who share our love. So I, and I assume Mike as well, want to say thank you for sticking with us for over three and a half years. Thanks, guys. This sadly, is where the Sunnydale Stacks ends. But that doesn't mean that Mike and I are hanging up our headphones, so to speak. We are currently nailing down the details on a new 27th Letter Productions podcast. It will definitely feature Mike and I, and maybe somebody else you're familiar with. Please, please,
1: please. It's me, Johnny, no orgasms. (laughs) I'm going to be on the new show, and I'm not going to let
0: everybody have orgasms at all. Not you, (laughs) Johnny, no orgasms. No one likes you. Get out of here, you jerk. Oh, no, no, my powers. Stop taking away our
1: orgasms. (laughs) Finally, we we got to see Simon and Kaylee Bang. Don't take away their orgasms.
0: Get out of here, (laughs) Johnny. No orgasms. All right, it's conductor button. (laughs) So please, please, please stay subscribed to this podcast and continue to follow us on social media. As soon as we are able, we will officially announce our next podcast and let you know where you can tune in. In the meantime... Thank you, stackers, for tuning in and for being a part of our 27th Letter Productions family. We'll see y'all in a month or two. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. You can contact us at SunnydaleStacks at gmail.com or at Sunnydale Stacks on Twitter to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Firefly. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Look for our sister podcasts, Haiti, Remember, and the Wayne Manor Memoirs. And that's it.
1: Hope you had fun being lost in the Sunnydale stacks. We did. Aww.